Pra, Janmadi Asayayana. The source of birth of the cosmic manifestation or Matatattva is the personality of Godhead. This is confirmed throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. In Bhagavad Gita, 10.8, the Lord says, Atam Sarvasaya Prabhava, I am the fountainhead of all emanations. The Madhuriya Cosmos, being temporary, is sometimes manifest and sometimes unmanifest, but its energy emanates from the Supreme Absolute Lord. Before the creation there was neither cause nor effect, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead existed with his full appuyance and energy. The words Paskad Atom indicate that the Lord exists after the dissolution of the cosmic manifestation. When the material world is dissolved, the Lord still exists personally in the Vaikunthas. During the creation the Lord also exists, as he is in the Vaikunthas, and he also exists as the super soul within the material universes. This is confirmed in the Brahma Samhita, 5.37. Goloka even Nivasati, although he is perfectly and eternally present in Goloka Vrindavana in Vaikuntha, he is nevertheless all-pervading, Akilatmabhuta. The all-pervading feature of the Lord is called the super soul. In Bhagavad Gita is said, Atam Krishnasaya Jagata Prabhava, the seosmic manifestation is a display of the energy of the Supreme Lord. The material elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence and false ego, display the inferior energy of the Lord, and the living entities are his superior energy. Since the energy of the Lord is not different from him, in fact everything that exists is Krishna in his impersonal feature. Sunshine, sunlight and heat are not different from the sun, and yet simultaneously they are distinct energies of the sun day. Similarly, the cosmic manifestation and the living entities are energies of the Lord, and they are considered to be simultaneously one with and different from him. The Lord therefore says, I am everything, because everything is his energy and is therefore non-different from him. Yavasasiddhasasmiyatam indicates that the Lord is the balance that exists after the dissolution of the creation. The spiritual manifestation never vanishes. It belongs to the internal energy of the Supreme Lord and exists eternally. When the external manifestation is withdrawn, the spiritual activities in the Loka and the rest of the Vaikunthas continue, unrestricted by material time, which has no existence in the spiritual world. Therefore in Bhagavad Gita it is said, The abode from which no one returns to this material world is the supreme abode of the Lord. B.G. 15.6 Text 54 Translation What appears to be truth without me is certainly my illusory energy, for nothing can exist without me. It is like a reflection of a real light in the shadows, for in the light there are neither shadows nor reflections. PURPORT In the previous verse the absolute truth and its nature have been explained. One must also understand the relative truth to actually know the absolute. The relative truth, which is called Maya, or material nature, is explained here. Maya has no independent existence. One who is less intelligent is captivated by the wonderful activities of Maya, but he does not understand that behind these activities is the direction of the Supreme Lord. In Bhagavad Gita it is said, The material Naduri is working in G and producing emoving and non-moving beings only by the supervision of Krishna BG 9.10, the real nature of Maya. The illusory existence of the material manifestation is clearly explained in Srimad Bhagavatam. The absolute truth is substance, and the relative truth depends upon its relationship with the absolute for its existence. Maya means energy, therefore the relative truth is explained to be the energy of the absolute truth. Since it is difficult to understand the distinction between the absolute and relative truths, an example can be given for clarification. The absolute truth can be compared to the sun, which is appreciated in terms of two relative truths, reflection and darkness. Darkness is the absence of sunshine, and a reflection is a projection of sunlight into darkness. Neither darkness nor reflection has an independent existence. Darkness comes when the sunshine is blocked. For example, if one stands facing the sun, his back will be in darkness. Since darkness stands in the Absence of the sun, it is therefore relative to the Sunday. The spiritual world is compared to the real sunshine, and the material world is compared to the dark regions, where the sun is not visible. 
When the material manifestation appears very wonderful, this is due to a perverted reflection of the Supreme Sunshine, the Absolute Truth, as confirmed in the Vedanta Sutra. Whatever one can see here has its substance in the Absolute. As darkness is situated far away from the sun, so the material world is also far away from the spiritual world. The Vedic literature directs us not to be captivated by the dark regions, Tama, but to try to reach the shining regions of the Absolute, Yogi Dhamma. The spiritual world is brightly illuminated, but the material world is wrapped in darkness. In the material world, sunshine, moonshine or different kinds of artificial light are required to dispel darkness, especially at night, for by nature the material world is dark point therefore the Supreme Lord has arranged for sunshine and moonshine. But in his abode, as described in Bhagavad Gita, 15.6, there is no necessity for lighting by sunshine, moonshine or electricity, because everything is self-effulgent. That which is relative, temporary and far away from the absolute truth is called maya, or ignorance. This illusion is exhibited in two ways, as explained in Bhagavad Gita. The inferior illusion is inert matter, and the superior illusion is the living entity. The living entities are called illusory in this context only, because they are implicated in the illusory structures and activities of the material world. Actually the living entities are not illusory, for they are parts of the superior energy of the Supreme Lord and do not have to be covered by Maya, if they do not want to be so. The actions of the living entities in the spiritual kingdom are not illusory they are the actual, eternal activities of liberated souls. Text 55 Yathamahanti butani butasakavasas vanupravistani apravistani tathatisu natasvatam. Translation. As the material elements enter the bodies of all living beings and yet remain outside them all, I exist within all material creations and yet am not within them. Purport. The gross material elements, earth, water, fire, air and ether combine with the subtle materiality elements, mind, intelligence and false ego to construct the bodies of this material world, and yet they are beyond these bodies as well. Any material construction is nothing but an amalgamation or combination of material elements in varied proportions. These elements exist both within and beyond the body. For example, although the sky exists in space, it also enters within the body. Similarly, the Supreme Lord, who is the cause of the material energy, lives within the material world as well as beyond it. Without his presence within the material world, the cosmic body could not develop, just as without the presence of the spirit within the physical body, the body could not develop. The entire material manifestation develops and exists, because the Supreme Personality of Godhead enters it as Paramatma, or the Super Soul. The Personality of Godhead in his all-pervading feature of Paramatma enters every entity, from the biggest to the most minute. His existence can be realized by one who has the single qualification of submissiveness and who thereby becomes a surrendered soul. The development of submissiveness is the cause of proportionate spiritual realization, by which one can ultimately meet the Supreme Lord in person, as a man meets another man face to face. Because of his development of transcendental attachment for the Supreme Lord, a surrendered soul feels the presence of his beloved everywhere, and all his senses are engaged in the loving service of the Lord. His eyes are engaged in seeing the beautiful couple Sri Radha and Krishna sitting on a decorated throne beneath a desire tree in the transcendental land of Vrindavana. His nose is engaged in smelling the spiritual aroma of the lotus feet of the Lord. Similarly, his ears are engaged in hearing messages from Vaikuntha, and his hands embrace the lotus feet of the Lord and his associates. Thus the Lord is manifested to a pure devotee from within and without. This is one of the mysteries of the devotional relationship in which a devotee and the Lord are bound by a tie of spontaneous love. To achieve this love should be the goy of life for every living being. Text 56 Translation. A person interested in transcendental knowledge must therefore always directly and indirectly inquire about it to know the all-pervading truth. PURPORT. Those who are serious about the knowledge of the transcendental world, which is far beyond the material cosmic creation must approach a bona fide spiritual master to learn the science both directly and indirectly. One must learn both the means to approach the desired destination and the hindrances to such progress. 
the spiritual master knows how to regulate the habits of a neophyte disciple, and therefore a serious student must learn the science in all its aspects from him. There are different grades and standards of prosperity. The standard of comfort and happiness conceived by a common man engaged in material labor is the lowest grade of happiness, for it is in relationship with the body. The highest standard of such bodily comfort is achieved by a fruitive worker who by pious activities reaches the plane of heaven, or the kingdom of the creative gods with their delegated powers. But the conception of comfortable life in heaven is insignificant in comparison to the happiness enjoyed in the impersonal Brahman, and this Brahmananda, the spiritual bliss derived from impersonal Brahman, is like the water in the loose print of a calf compared to the ocean of love of Godhead. When one develops pure love for the Lord, he derives an ocean of transcendental happiness from the association of the personality of Godhead. To qualify oneself to reach this stage of life is the highest perfection. One should try to purchase a ticket to go back home, back to Godhead. The price of such a ticket is one's intense desire for it, which is not easily awakened, even if one continuously performs pious activities for thousands of lives. All mundane relationships are sure to be broken in the course of time, but once one establishes a relationship with the personality of Godhead in a particular Raza, it is never to be broken, even after the annihilation of the material world. One should understand, through the transparent medium of the spiritual master, that the Supreme Lord exists everywhere in his transcendental spiritual nature and that the living entities' relationships with the Lord are directly and indirectly existing everywhere, even in this material world. I and the spiritual world there are five kinds of relationships with the Supreme Lord, Santa, Dasaya, Sakhaya, Vatsalaya and Madhuriya. The perverted reflections of these rasas are found in the material world. Land, home, furniture and other inert material objects are related in Santa, or the neutral and silent sense, whereas servants work in the Dasai relationship. The reciprocation between friends is called Sakhaya, the affection of a parent, for a child is known as Vatsalaya, and the affairs of conjugal love constitute Madhuriya. These five relationships in the material world are distorted reflections of the original pure sentiments, which should be understood and perfected in relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master. I and the material world the perverted rasas bring frustration. If these rasas are re-established with Lord Krishna, the result is eternal blissful life. From this and the preceding three verses of Ketanaya Karatamrata, which have been selected from the Srimad Bhagavatam, the missionary activities of Lord Ketanaya can be understood. Srimad Bhagavatam has 18,000 verses, which are summarized in the four verses beginning with Atam Evasam Evagra, 53, and concluding with Matsayat Sarvatra Sarvela, 56. In the first of these verses, 53, the transcendental nature of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is explained. The second verse, 54, further explains that the Lord is detached from the workings of the material energy, Maya. The living entities, as parts and parcels of Lord Krishna, are prone to be controlled by the external energy, because, although they are spiritual, in the material world they are encased in bodies of material energy. The eternal relationship of the living entities with the Supreme Lord is explained in that verse. The next verse, 55, instructs that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by his inconceivable energies, is simultaneously one with and different from the living entities and the material energy. This knowledge is called Asintaya Medabhidatadva. When an individual living entity surrenders to Lord Krishna, he can then develop natural transcendent love for the Supreme Lord. This surrendering process should be the primary concern of a human being. In the next verse, 56, it is said that a conditioned soul must ultimately approach a bona fide spiritual master and try to understand perfectly the material and spiritual worlds and his own existential position. H. Er the words in Vayavayatirakabhyam, directly and indirectly, suggest that one must learn the process of devotional service in its two aspects, one must directly execute the process of devotional service and indirectly avoid the impediments to progress. Text 57. Sintamanir Jayati Samajaragyurami Sixagurus Kabagavan Sikhi Pinchamolahimat Padakal Padarag Palava Sekhare Sulilis Bayam Vararasam Labhit Jayasra. Translation. All glories to Sintamani and my initiating spiritual master, Samadhyari. 
All glories to my instructing spiritual master, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who wears peacock feathers in his crown. Under the shade of his lotus feet, which are like desire trees, Jayasri left square bracket red Harani right square bracket enjoys the transcendental mellow of an eternal consort. PURPORT This verse is from the Krishnakarnamrata, which was written by a great Vaisnava Sannyasi named Bhavamangala Fakura, who is also known as Liyasuka. He intensely desired to enter into the eternal pastimes of the Lord, and he lived at Vrindavana for 700 years in the vicinity of Brahmakunda, a still-existing bathing tank in Vrindavana. The history of Bhavamangala Fakura is given in a book called Sri Vallabhadigvijaya. He appeared in the 8th century Sakira in the province of Dravida and was the chief disciple of Visnusvami. In a list of temples and monasteries kept in Sankarakarya's monastery in Dvaraka, Bhavamangala is mentioned as the founder of the Dvarakadhisa temple there. He entrusted the service of his deity to Hari Brahmakari, a disciple of Vallabhabhada. Bhavamangala Fakura actually entered into the transcendental pastimes of Lord Krishna. He has recorded his transcendental experiences and appreciation in the book known as Krishnakarnamrata. In the beginning of that book he has offered his obeisances to his different gurus, and it is to be noted that he has adored them all equally. The first spiritual master mentioned is Sintamani, who was his instructing spiritual master, because she first showed him the spiritual path. Sintamani was a prostitute with whom Bhavamangala was intimate earlier in his life. She gave him the inspiration to begin on the path of devotional service, and because she convinced him to give up material existence to try for perfection by loving Krishna, he has first offered his respects to her. Next he offers his respects to his initiating spiritual master, Samadhiri, and then to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who was also his instructing spiritual master. He explicitly mentions Bhagavan, who has peacock feathers on his crown, because the Lord of Vrindavana, Krishna the coward boy, used to come to Bhavamangala to talk with him and supply him with milk. In his adoration of Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, he describes that Jayasri, the goddess of fortune, Srimati Renharani, takes shelter in the shade of his lotus feet to enjoy the transcendental rasa of nuptial love. The complete treatise Krishna Karnamrata is dedicated to the transcendental pastimes of Sri Krishna and Srimati Renharani. It is a book to be read and understood by the most elevated devotees of Sri Krishna. Text 58. Jive Saksat Nadhitate Gurke Tyrup Siksagurhaya Krishnamahant Svarup. Translation. Since one cannot visually experience the presence of the Super Soul, he appears before us as a liberated devotee. Such a spiritual master is no one other than Krishna himself. Purport. It is not possible for a conditioned soul to directly meet Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but if one becomes a sincere devotee and seriously engages in devotional service, Lord Krishna sends an instructing spiritual master to show him favor and invoke his dormant propensity for serving the Supreme. The preceptor appears before the external senses of the fortunate conditioned soul, and at the same time the devotee is guided from within by the Ketayadurya. Krishna, who is seated as the spiritual master within the heart of the living entity. Text 59. Translation. One should therefore avoid bad company and associate only with devotees. With their realized instructions, such saints can cut the knot connecting one with activities unfavorable to devotional service. Purport. This verse, which appears in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 11.26.26, was spoken by Lord Krishna to Uddhava in the text known as the Uddhava The discussion relates to the story of Pirarva and the heavenly courtesan Urvasi. When Urvasi left Pirarva, he was deeply affected by the separation and had to learn to overcome his grief. It is indicated that to learn the transcendental science, it is imperative that one avoid the company of undesirable persons and always seek the company of saints and sages who are able to impart lessons of transcendental knowledge. The potent words of such realized souls penetrate the heart, thereby eradicating all misgivings accumulated by years of undesirable association. For a neophyte devotee there are two kinds of persons whose association is undesirable, one, gross materialists who constantly engage in sense gratification and, 
2. Unbelievers who do not serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead but serve their senses and their mental whims in terms of their speculative habits. Intelligent persons seeking transcendental realization should very scrupulously avoid their company. Text 60. Sadam Prasangan Mama Virai Samvino Bhavanti HRT Karnara Sahina Katha Jaj Jasanad Asgapavarga Vardmani Sradha Radir Bhaktir Anakramasayati. Translation. The spiritually powerful message of Godhead can be properly discussed only in a society of devotees, and it is greatly pleasing to hear in that association. If one hears from devotees, the way of transcendental experience quickly opens to him, and gradually he attains a taste in knowledge that in due course develops into attraction and devotion. PURPORT This verse appears in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 3.25.25, where Kapaladeva replies to the questions of his mother, Devahuti, about the process of devotional service. As one advances in devotional activities, the process becomes progressively clearer and more encouraging. Unless one gets this spiritual encouragement by following the instructions of the spiritual master, it is not possible to make advancement. Therefore, one's development of a taste for executing these instructions is the test of one's devotional service. Initially, one must develop confidence by hearing the science of devotion from a qualified spiritual master. Then, as he associates with devotees and tries to adopt the means instructed by the spiritual master in his own life, his misgivings and other obstacles are vanquished by his execution of devotional service. Strong attachment for the transcendental service of the Lord develops, as he continues listening to the messages of Godhead, and if he steadfastly proceeds in this way, he is certainly elevated to spontaneous love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 61 Translation. A pure devotee constantly engaged in the loving service of the Lord is identical with the Lord, who is always seated in his heart. PURPORT. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is one without a second, and therefore he is all-powerful. He has inconceivable energies, of which three are principal. The devotee is considered to be one of these energies, never the energetic. The energetic is always the Supreme Lord. The energies are related to him for the purpose of eternal service. A living entity in the conditional stage can uncover his aptitude for serving the absolute truth by the grace of Krishna and the spiritual master. Then the Lord reveals himself within his heart, and he can know that Krishna is seated in the heart of every pure devotee. Krishna is actually situated in the heart of every living entity, but only a devotee can realize this fact. Text 62. Sanhevel Hrdayam Madhyam Sanhunam Hrdayam Tisviatam Madanya Tenajanatinatam Tebhyam Managapi. Translation. Saints are my heart, and only I am their hearts. They do not know anyone but me, and therefore I do not recognize anyone besides them, as mine. Purport. This verse appears in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 9.4.68, in connection with a misunderstanding between Dervasamuni and Maharaja Ambarasva. As a result of this misunderstanding, Dervasamuni tried to kill the king, when the suitor Sanakakra, the celebrated weapon of Godhead, appeared on the scene for the devoted king's protection. When the suitor Sanakakra attacked Dervasamuni, he fled in fear of the weapon and sought shelter from all the great demigods in heaven. Every one of them was unable to protect him, and therefore Dervasamuni prayed to Lord Visnu for forgiveness. Lord Visnu advised him, however, that, if he wanted forgiveness he had to get it from Maharaja Ambarasa, not from him. In this context Lord Visnu spoke this verse. The Lord, being full and free from problems, can wholeheartedly care for his devotees. His concern is how to elevate and protect all those who have taken shelter at his feet. The same responsibility is also entrusted to the spiritual master. The bona fide spiritual master's concern is how the devotees who have surrendered to him, as a representative of the Lord may make progress in devotional service. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is always mindful of the devotees who fully engage in cultivating knowledge of him, having taken shelter at his lotus feet. Text 63. Translation. Saints of your caliber are themselves places of pilgrimage. Because of their purity, they are constant companions of the Lord, and therefore they can purify even the places of pilgrimage. PURPORT. 
This verse was spoken by Maharaja Yudhisthira Tuvidara in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 1.13.10. Maharaja Yudhisthira was receiving his saintly uncle Vidara, who had been visiting sacred places of pilgrimage. Maharaja Yudhisthira told Vidara that pure devotees like him are personified holy places, because the Supreme Personality of Godhead is always with them in their hearts. By their association, sinful persons are freed from sinful reactions, and therefore, wherever pure devotee goes is a sacred place of pilgrimage. The importance of holy places is due to the presence there of such pure devotees. Text 64. Say back to Gana Head Vivita Prakara Parasad Gana Ika, Sadhakagana Era. Translation. Such pure devotees are of two types. Personal associates left square bracket parasites right square bracket and neophyte devotees left square bracket sandhakas right square bracket. Purport. Perfect servitors of the Lord are considered his personal associates, whereas devotees endeavoring to attain perfection are called neophytes. Among the associates, some are attracted by the opulences of the personality of Godhead, and others are attracted by nuptial love of Godhead. The former devotees are placed in the realm of Vaikuntha to render reverential devotional service, whereas the latter devotees are placed in Vrindavana for the direct service of Sri Krishna. Text 65-66 Isvarara Vedra Itina Prakara Amsa Vedra, Araguna Vedra. Satya Visa Vedra, Tratiyanimad Amsa Vedra, Purusamatsyadikuyana. Translation there are three categories of incarnations of Godhead, partial incarnations, qualitative incarnations and empowered incarnations. The Purusas and Matsya are examples of partial incarnations. Text 67. Brahma Visnu Siva, Tinagunavaturgani Saktyavisa, Sanakadi, Prabhu, Vyasamuni. Translation. Brahma, Visnu and Shiva are qualitative incarnations. Empowered incarnations are those like the Kuburas, King Prabhu and Mahamuni Vyasa left square bracket the compiler of the Vedas right square bracket. Text 68. Durupaya Bhagavanara Prakasa Ekta Prakasa Haya, Artaviyasa. Translation. The personality of Godhead exhibits himself in two kinds of forms, Prakasa and Vilasa. Purport. The Supreme Lord expands his personal forms into primary categories. The Prakasa forms are manifested by Lord Krishna for his pastimes, and their figuries are exactly like his. When Lord Krishna married 16,000 queens in Dvaraka, he did so in 16,000 Prakasa expansions. Similarly, during the Raza dance he expanded himself in identical Prakasa forms to dance beside each and every gopi simultaneously. When the Lord manifests his Vilasa expansions, however, they are all somewhat different in their bodily features. Lord Balaraba is the first Vilasa expansion of Lord Krishna, and the four-handed Narayana forms in Vaikuntha expand from Balaraba. There is no difference between the bodily forms of Sri Krishna and Balaraba, except that their bodily colors are different. Similarly, Sri Narayana in Vaikuntha has four hands, whereas Krishna has only two. The expansions of the Lord who manifest such bodily differences are known as Vilasa Vigrahas. Text 69-70 Ikai Vigraha Yadihaya Bhadrar. Madhisi Vini, Yesh Yesh Kalaraza Ihe Kehi Krishnara Mukhaya Prakasa. Translation. When the personality of Godhead expands himself in many forms, all non-different in their features, as Lord Krishna did, when he married 16,000 queens, and when he performed his Raza dance, such forms of the Lord are called manifested forms. Text 71. Sitram Batated Akina Vapusa Yugapit Prafak Grahisud Vyastas Ahasram Striya Eka Yudavahat. Translation. It is astounding that Lord Sri Krishna, who is one without a second, expanded himself in 16,000 similar forms to marry 16,000 queens in their respective homes. Purport. This verse is from Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.69.2. Text 72. Rasatsa Vahsapravratogopi Mandala Mandita Hujas Varena Krishnina Tasa Madhai Translation. When Lord Krishna, surrounded by groups of coward girls, began the festivities of the Raza dance, the Lord of all mystic powers placed himself between each two girls. Purport. This verse is also quoted from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.33.3. Text 73 Pravastina Grahavanam Kandspanikatam Striya Hyan Maniran Madhas Tavan Vamana Sadasankulam. 
Divakasam sadaranam atayatsukaya bratadmanam tapodindabhayo medarnayadah kastavrastaya. Translation. When the coward girls and Krishna thus joined together, each girl thought that Krishna was dearly embracing her alone. To behold this wonderful pastime of the Lord, the denizens of heaven and their wives, all very eager to see the dance, flew in the sky in their hundreds of airplanes. They showered flowers and beat sweetly on drums. Purport. This is another quote from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.33.4-5. Text 75. Anakitra prakavata rupasaya kasaya yakada sarvatha tatasvara kava saprakasa itiraiti. Translation. If numerous forms, all equal in their features, are displayed simultaneously, such forms are called prakasa vigrahas of Tihi Lord. Purport. This is a quotation from the Lagu Bhagavatamrata, 1.21, compiled by Srila Rupadasva Miles. Text 76. Anika prakasaheya, vilasataranama. Translation. But when the numerous forms are slightly different from one another, they are called vilasavigrahas. Text 77. Svirupamanyakaram yattasaya bhati vilasatah prayanatmasamam saktaya sadalazonagadayate. Translation. When the Lord displays numerous forms with different features by his inconceivable potency, such forms are called vilasavigrahas. Purport. This is another quotation from the Lagabhagavatamrata. Text 78. Yeshbaladva, Piravayam Narayana. Yeshvasudva Pradayam Nadisankarsana. Translation. Examples of such vilasavigrahas are Baladeva, Narayana in Vakanthantama, and the Kataravimha, Vasudeva, Sankarsana, Pradayamna and Anirodha. Text 79-80. Isvarara Saktiheya Etina Prakara Ekalaksmigana, Piramadhisigana Era. Vraj Gopigana Era Sabhit Pradhana Vrajendranamdana Yat Svayam Bhagavan. Translation. The energies left square bracket consorts right square bracket of the Supreme Lord are of three kinds, the Laxness in Vaikuntha, the Queens in Dvaraka, and the Gakis in Vrindavana. The Gakis are the best of all, for they have the privilege of serving Sri Krishna, the primeval Lord, the son of the King of Vraja. Text 81. Svayam Rupa Krishnarakayavimha, Tanrasama Bhaktasahitaya Tanhiraavarana. Translation. The personal associates of the primeval Lord, Shri Krishna, are his devotees, who are identical with him. He is complete with his entourage of devotees. PURPORT Shri Krishna and his various personal expansions are non-different in potential power. These expansions are associated with further secondary expansions, or servitor expansions, who are called devotees. TEXT 82 Back to Adi Krain Kala Sabharavandana E Sabharavandana Sarvasabharakirana Translation. Now I have worshipped all the various levels of devotees. Worshipping them is the source of all good fortune. PURPORT. To offer prayers to the Lord, one should first offer prayers to his devotees and associates. Text 83. Prathama Slok Kahisamaniya Mamdalakarana Dvitiya Slakit Kari Visisa Vamdana. Translation. In the first verse I have invoked a general benediction, but in the second I have prayed to the Lord in a particular form. Text 84. Van Shri Krishna Ketanayanatayanandasahaditagaladapaspavantasitrasandatamonuda. Translation. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Shri Krishna Ketanaya and Lord Natayananda, who are like the sun and moon. They have arisen simultaneously on the horizon of Gaula to dissipate the darkness of ignorance and thus wonderfully bestow benediction upon all. Text 85 to 86. Vrayi Vihar Purv Krishna Balarama Kotis Yurai Kandrajd Nidan Hiranj Jadama. Sadu Jagatir Hayaya Sadayagadis Purva Sail Kerala Udaya. Translation. Shri Krishna and Balarama, the personalities of Godhead, who formerly appeared in Vrindavana and were millions of times more effulgent than the sun and moon, have arisen over the eastern horizon of Gaudadisa left square bracket west Bengal right square bracket, being compassionate for the fallen state of the world. Text 87. Shri Krishna Ketanaya Era Prabhu Natayananda Yanhira Prakash Sarvajagatananda. Translation. The appearance of Shri Krishna Ketanaya and Prabhu Natayananda has surcharged the world with happiness. Text 88 to 89. Surya Kandra Haryesh Sabha and Hakara Vasta Prakashaya Kardarmara Prakara. Animadubajivara Ajnanatamonasakari Kalatadva Vastu Dana. Translation. 
as the sun and moon drive away darkness by their appearance and reveal the nature of everything, these two brothers dissipate the darkness of the living beings' ignorance and enlighten them with knowledge of the absolute truth. Text 90 Translation. The darkness of ignorance is called Kedava, the way of cheating, which begins with religiosity, economic development, sense gratification and liberation. Text 91. Dharma Prajjita Ketavo Trapuramo Nurmatsaranam Sadam Vedayam Vastavam Etra Vastu Sividam Tapitrayan Mulanam Srimad Bhagavit Mahamuni Kratekin Vaspara Irisvara Sadayo Hradayavara Hyat Trakratibhisisra Subhistaxanit. Translation. The Great Scripture Srimad Bhagavatam, compiled by Mahamuni Vyasadeva from four original verses, describes the most elevated and kind-hearted devotees and completely rejects the cheating ways of materially motivated religiosity. It propounds the highest principle of eternal religion, which can factually mitigate the threefold miseries of a living being and award the highest benediction of full prosperity and knowledge. Those willing to hear the message of this scripture in a submissive attitude of service can at once capture the Supreme Lord in their hearts. Therefore there is no need for any scripture other than Srimad Bhagavatam. PURPORT This verse appears in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 1.1.2. The words Mahamuni Krita indicate that Srimad Bhagavatam was compiled by the great Sage Vyasadeva, who is sometimes known as Narayana Mahamuni, because he is an incarnation of Narayana. Vyasadeva, therefore, is not an ordinary man, but is empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He compiled the beautiful Bhagavatam to narrate some of the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his devotees. In Srimad Bhagavatam, a distinction between real religion and pretentious religion has been clearly made. According to this original and genuine commentation on the Vedanta Sutra, there are numerous pretentious faiths that pass as religion but neglect the real essence of religion. The real religion of a living being is his natural inborn quality, whereas pretentious religion is a form of nations that artificially converse a living entity's pure consciousness under certain unfavorable conditions. Real religion lies dormant when artificial religion dominates from the mental plane. A living being can awaken this dormant religion by hearing with a pure heart. The path of religion prescribed by Srimad Bhagavatam is different from all forms of imperfect religiosity. Religion can be considered in the following three divisions, 1, the path of fruitive work, 2, the path of knowledge and mystic powers, and, 3, the path of worship and devotional service. The path of fruitive work, karmakanda, even when decorated by religious ceremonies meant to elevate one's material condition, is a cheating process, because it can never enable one to gain relief from material existence and achieve the highest goal. A living entity perpetually struggles hard to rid himself of the pangs of material existence, but the path of fruitive work leads him to either temporary happiness or temporary distress in material existence. By pious fruitive work one is placed in a position where he can temporarily feel material happiness, whereas vicious activities lead one to a distressful position of material want and scarcity. However, even if one is put into the most perfect situation of material happiness, he cannot in that way become free from the pangs of birth, death, old age and disease. A materially happy person is therefore in need of the eternal relief that mundane religiosity in terms of fruitive work can never award. The paths of the culture of knowledge, Jnanamarga, and of mystic powers, Yogamarga, are equally hazardous, for one does not know where he will go by following these uncertain methods. An empiric philosopher in search of spiritual knowledge may endeavor most laboriously for many, many births in mental speculation, but unless, and until he reaches the stage of the purest quality of goodness, in other words, until he transcends the plane of material speculation, it is not possible for him to know that everything emanates from the personality of Godhead Vasudeva. His attachment to the impersonal feature of the Supreme Lord makes him unfit to rise to that transcendental stage of Vasudeva understanding, and therefore because of his unclean state of mind he glides down again into a material existence, even after having ascended to the highest stage of liberation. This fell down takes place due to his want of a locus standi in the service of the Supreme Lord. As far as the mystic powers of the yogis are concerned, they are also material entanglements on the path of spiritual realization. 
One German scholar who became a devotee of Godhead in India said that material science had already made laudable progress in duplicating the mystic powers of the yogis. He therefore came to India not to learn the methods of the yogis' mystic powers but to learn the path of transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord, as mentioned in the great scriptures Rimad Bhagavatam. Mystic powers can make a yogi materially powerful and thus give temporary relief from the miseries of birth, death, old age and disease, as other material sciences can also do, but such mystic powers can never be a permanent source of relief from these miseries. Therefore, according to the Bhagavata school, this path of religiosity is also a method of cheating its followers. In Bhagavad Gita it is clearly defined that the most elevated and powerful mystic Yogi is one who can constantly think of the Supreme Lord within his heart and engage in the loving service of the Lord. The path of worship of the innumerable demas, or administrative demigods, is still more hazardous and uncertain than the above-mentioned processes of Karmakanda and Jnanakanda. This system of worshipping many gods, such as Durga, Shiva, Ganesha, Suriya and the impersonal Vishnu form, is accepted by persons who have been blinded by an intense desire for sense gratification. When properly executed in terms of the rites mentioned in the Sastras, which are now very difficult to perform in this age of want and scarcity, such worship can certainly fulfill one's desires for sense gratification, but the success obtained by such methods is certainly transient, and it is suitable only for a less intelligent person. That is the verdict of Bhagavad Gita. No sane man should be satisfied by such temporary benefits. None of the above-mentioned three religious paths can deliver a person from the threefold miseries of material existence, namely, miseries caused by the body and mind, miseries caused by other living entities, and miseries caused by the demigods. The process of religion described in Srimad Bhagavatam, however, is able to give its followers permanent relief from the threefold miseries. The Bhagavatam describes the highest religious form, reinstatement of the living entity in his original position of transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord, which is free from the infections of desires for sense gratification, fruitive work, and the culture of knowledge with the aim of merging in the Absolute to become one with the Supreme Lord. Any process of religiosity based on sense gratification, gross or subtle, must be considered a pretentious religion, because it is unable to give perpetual protection to its followers. The word prajjit is significant. Pra means complete, and ujjit indicates rejection. Religiosity in the shape of fruitive work is directly a method of gross sense gratification, whereas the process of culturing spiritual knowledge with a view to becoming one with the Absolute is a method of subtle sense gratification. All such pretentious religiosity based on gross or subtle sense gratification is completely rejected in the process of Bhagavata Dharma, or the transcendental religion that is an eternal function for the living being. Bhagavata Dharma, or the religious principle described in Srimad Bhagavatam, of which Bhagavad Gita is a preliminary study, is meant for liberated persons of the highest order who attribute very little value to the sense gratification of pretentious religiosity. The first and foremost concern of fruitive workers, elevationists, empiric philosophers and salvationists is to raise their material position. But devotees of Godhead have no such selfish desires. They serve the Supreme Lord only for his satisfaction. Sri Arjuna, wanting to satisfy his senses by becoming a so-called non-violent and pious man, at first decided not to fight. But when he was fully situated in the principles of Bhagavata Dharma, culminating in complete surrender unto the will of the Supreme Lord, he changed his decision and agreed to fight for the satisfaction of the Lord. He then said, Nasto Mahasmratir Labdhat that Prasayoan Bayasayudas Thitos Karasai Vakanam Tavamai Dear Krishna, O Infallible One, my illusion is now gone. I have regained my memory by your mercy, and I am now firm and free from doubt and am prepared to act according to your instructions. BG 18.73, it is the constitutional position of a living entity to be situated in this pure consciousness. Any so-called religious process that interferes with this unadulterated spiritual position of the living being must therefore be considered a pretentious process of religiosity. The real form of religion is spontaneous loving service to Godhead. This relationship of the living being with the Absolute Personality of Godhead in service is eternal. 
the personality of Godhead is described as Vastu, or the substance, and the living entities are described as Vastavas, or the innumerable samples of the substance in relative existence. The relationship of these substantive portions with the supreme substance can never be annihilated, for it is an eternal quality inherent in the living being. By contact with material nature the living entities exhibit varied symptoms of the disease of material consciousness. To cure this material disease is the supreme object of human life. The process that treats this disease is called Bhagavata Dharma or Sanatana Dharma, real religion. Phys is the escape right in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. Therefore anyone who, because of his background of pious activities in previous lives, is anxious to hear, immediately realizes the presence of the Supreme Lord within his heart and fulfills the mission of his life. Text 92 Translation. The foremost process of cheating is to desire to achieve liberation by merging in the Supreme, for this causes the permanent disappearance of loving service to Krishna. PURPORT. The desire to merge in the impersonal Brahman is the subtlest type of atheism. As soon as such atheism, disguised in the dress of liberation, is encouraged, one becomes completely unable to traverse the path of devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 93. Translation. The prefix backquote prelex square bracket in the verse from Srimad Bhagavatam right square bracket indicates that the desire for liberation is completely rejected. Purport. This is an annotation by Sridharasvami, the great commentator on Srimad Bhagavatam. Text 94. Krishna Bhaktir Abhadhaka, Yadasibha Subha Karma Siha Ikajivara Dharma. Translation. All kinds of activities, both auspicious and inauspicious, that are detrimental to the discharge of transcendental loving service to Lord Shri Krishna are actions of the darkness of ignorance. Purport. The poetical comparison of Lord Ketanaya and Lord Matayananda to the sun and moon is very significant. The living entities are spiritual sparks, and their constitutional position is in devotional service to the Supreme Lord in full Krishna consciousness. So-called pious activities and other ritualistic performances, pious or impious, as well as the desire to escape from material existence, are all considered to be coverings of these spiritual sparks. The living entities must get free from these superfluous coverings and fully engage in Krishna consciousness. The purpose of the appearance of Lord Ketanaya and Lord Matayananda is to dispel the darkness of the soul. Before their appearance, all these superfluous activities of the living entities were covering Krishna consciousness, but after the appearance of these two brothers, people's hearts are becoming cleansed, and they are again becoming situated in the real position of Krishna consciousness. Text 95 Yanhara Prasad A Tamohaya Nasa Tamo Nasakari Kartavara Prakasa. Translation. By the grace of Lord Ketanaya and Lord Matayananda, this darkness of ignorance is removed, and the truth is brought to light. Text 96. Tatva Vastu, Krishna, Krishna Bhakti, Pramarupanamasankirtana, Sabha Anandasvirupa. Translation. The absolute truth is Shri Krishna, and loving devotion to Shri Krishna exhibited in pure love is achieved through congregational chanting of the holy name, which is the essence of all bliss. Text 97. Translation. The sun and moon dissipate the darkness of the external world and thus reveal external material objects like pots and plates. Text 98. Translation. But these two brothers left square bracket Lord Ketanaya and Lord Matayananda right square bracket dissipate the darkness of the inner core of the heart, and thus they help one meet the two kinds of Bhagavatas left square bracket persons or things in relationship with the personality of Godhead right square bracket. Text 99. Eka Bhagavata Bhatta, Bhagavata Sastra Arabhnagavata, Bhakta Bhakti Razapatra. Translation. One of the Bhagavatas is the great scripture Srimad Bhagavatam, and the other is the pure devotee absorbed in the mellows of loving devotion. Text 100. Du Bhagavatam Veradiyaya Bhakti Razatanhira Hrdaitanra Premhaya Veza. Translation. Through the actions of these two Bhagavatas the Lord instills the mellows of transcendental loving service into the heart of a living being 
and thus the Lord, in the heart of his devotee, comes under the control of the devotee's love. Text 101. Translation. The first wonder is that both brothers appear simultaneously, and the other is that they illuminate the innermost depths of the heart. Text 102. A canvas yuri do parabasadayajagadara bajai dog kerala udaya. Translation. These two, the sun and moon, are very kind to the people of the world. Thus for the good fortune of all, they have appeared on the horizon of Bengal. Purport. The celebrated ancient capital of the Sina dynasty, which was known as Gaudadisa or Gauda, was situated in what is now the modern district of Maldah. Later this capital was transferred to the 9th or central island on the western side of the gangs at Navadvipa, which is now known as Mayapur and was then called Gaudapura. Lord Ketanaya appeared there, and Lord Matayananda came there and joined him from the district of Burgham. They appeared on the horizon of Gaudadisa to spread the science of Krishna consciousness, and it is predicted that, as the sun and moon gradually move west, the movement they began 500 years ago will come to the western civilizations by their mercy. Ketanaya Mahaprabhu and Matayananda Prabhu drive away the five kinds of ignorance of the Aishian souls. I am the Mahabharata, Udayodaparva, a 43rd chapter, these five kinds of ignorance are described. They are, 1, accepting the body to be the self, 2, making material sense gratification one's standard of enjoyment, 3, being anxious due to material identification, 4, lamenting and, 5, thinking that there is anything beyond the absolute truth. The teachings of Lord Ketanaya eradicate these five kinds of ignorance. Whatever one sees or otherwise experiences one should know to be simply an exhibition of the Supreme Personality of Godhead's energy. Everything is a manifestation of Krishna. Text 103. Translation. Let us therefore worship the holy feet of these two lords. Thus one can be rid of all difficulties on the path of self-realization. Text 104. Translation. I have invoked the benediction of the lords with these two verses. Now please hear attentively the purport of the third. Text 105. Vaktavaya Baulaya, Grantha Vistara Radar Vistar Navarni, Sarartha Kathi Alpaxar. Translation. I purposely avoid extensive description for fear of increasing the bulk of this book. I shall describe the essence as concisely as possible. Text 106. Nigam Kasaram Kavako Hai Vagmadidi. Translation. Essential truth spoken concisely is true eloquence. Text 107. Sunil Kandib Sigarajnanadi Dosa Krishnagata Pramadhev, Pib Santosa. Translation. Simply hearing submissively will free one's heart from all the faults of ignorance, and thus one will achieve deep love for Krishna. This is the path of peace. Text 108109. Shri Ketanaya Matayananda Advaita Mahabhatanra Bhakta Bhakti Nama Pramarazatadva. Bina Bina Lakhiya Chikiriya Vikarasunil Janib Sabhavastu Tadvasara. Translation. If one patiently hears about the glories of Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, Shri Matayananda Prabhu and Shri Advaita Prabhu, and their devotees, devotional activities, names, fame, and the mellows of their transcendental loving exchanges, one will learn the essence of the Absolute Truth. Therefore I have described these left square bracket in Ketanaya Karatamra right square bracket with logic and discrimination. Text 110. Translation. Praying at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Sri Raghunatha, always desiring their mercy, I, Krishnadasa, narrate Sri Ketanaya Karatamra, following in their footsteps. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the Sri Ketanaya Karatamrata, Adilila, 1st chapter, describing the spiritual masters. Chapter 2. This chapter explains that Lord Ketanaya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna himself. Therefore, the Brahman effulgence is the bodily luster of Lord Ketanaya, and the localized super-soul situated in the heart of every living entity is his partial representation. The Purusa of Vedras are also explained in this connection. 
Matavisnu is the reservoir of all conditioned souls, but as confirmed in the authoritative scriptures, Lord Krishna is the ultimate fountainhead, the source of numerous plenary expansions, including Narayana, who is generally accepted by Mayavadi philosophers to be the absolute truth. The Lord's manifestation of Prabhava and Vaibhava expansions, as well as partial incarnations and incarnations with delegated powers, are also explained. Lord Krishna's ages of boyhood and youth are discussed, and it is explained that his age at the beginning of youth is his eternal form. The spiritual sky contains innumerable spiritual planets, the Vaikunthas, which are manifestations of the Supreme Lord's internal energy. Innumerable material universes are similarly exhibited by his external energy, and the living entities are manifested by his marginal energy. Because Lord Krishna Ketanaya is not different from Lord Krishna, he is the cause of all causes, there is no cause beyond him. He is eternal, and his form is spiritual. Lord Ketanaya is directly the Supreme Lord Krishna, as the evidence of authoritative scriptures proves. This chapter stresses that a devotee must have knowledge of Krishna's personal form, his three principal energies, his pastimes and the relationship of the living entities with him in order to advance in Krishna consciousness. Text 1. Shri Ketanaya Prabhum Vandalopayasi Anugraha Taranatamadagrata Vyaptam Sadhantasagaram. Translation. I offer my obeisances to Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, by whose mercy even an ignorant child can swim across the ocean of conclusive truth, which is full of the crocodiles of various theories. PURPORT By the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, even an inexperienced boy with no educational culture can be saved from the ocean of nations, which is full of various types of philosophical doctrines that are like dangerous aquatic animals. The philosophy of the Buddha, the argumentative presentations of Fejmanis, the yoga systems of Patanjali and Gautama, and the systems of philosophers like Canada, Kapila and Datatriya are dangerous creatures in the ocean of nations. By the grace of Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu one can have real understanding of the essence of knowledge by avoiding these sectarian views and accepting the lotus feet of Krishna as the ultimate goal of life. Let us all worship Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu for his gracious mercy to the conditioned souls. Text 2. Krishnat Kirtanagana Nartana Kalapathogeny Branchista Sabdaktadehamsa Kakrabadhupasrini Gaharaspadam Karnanandikasya DH Vanarbatatu Ni JJH Vamaraprangane Shri Ketanaya Dehanidhatavilazolilasadhasvardhuni. Translation. O my merciful Lord Ketanaya, may the nectary and gangs waters of your transcendental activities flow on the surface of my desert-like tongue. Beautifying these waters are the lotus flowers of singing, dancing and loud chanting of Krishna's holy name, which are the pleasure abodes of an alloyed devotees. These devotees are compared to swans, ducks and bees. The river's flowing produces a melodious sound that gladdens their ears. PURPORT our tongues always engage in vibrating useless sounds that do not help us realize transcendental peace. The tongue is compared to a desert, because a desert needs a constant supply of refreshing water to make it fertile and fruitful. Water is the substance most needed in the desert. The transient pleasure derived from mundane topics of art, culture, politics, sociology, dry philosophy, poetry and so on is compared to a mere drop of water, because, although such topics have a qualitative feature of transcendental pleasure, they are saturated with the modes of material nature. Therefore neither collectively nor individually can they satisfy the vast requirements of the desert-like tongue. Despite crying in various conferences, therefore, the desert-like tongue continues to be parched. For this reason, people from all parts of the world must call for the devotees of Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, who are compared to swans swimming around the beautiful lotus feet of Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu or bees humming around his lotus feet in transcendental pleasure, searching for honey. The dryness of material happiness cannot be moistened by so-called philosophers who cry for Brahman, liberation and similar dry speculative objects. The urge of the soul proper is different. The soul can be solaced only by the mercy of Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu and his many bona fide devotees, who never leave the lotus feet of the Lord to become imitation Mahaprabhus, but all cling to his lotus feet like bees that never leave a honey-soaked lotus flower. Lord Ketanaya's movement of Krishna consciousness is full of dancing and singing about the pastimes of Lord Krishna. 
it is compared herein to the pure waters of the Ganges, which are full of lotus flowers. The enjoyers of these lotus flowers are the pure devotees, who are like bees and swans. They chant like the flowing of the Ganges, the river of the celestial kingdom. The offer desires such sweetly flowing waves to cover his tongue. He humbly compares himself to materialistic persons who always engage in dry talk from which they derive no satisfaction. If they were to use their dry tongues to chant the holy name of the Lord, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare slash Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, as exemplified by Lord Caitanya, they would taste sweet nectar and enjoy life. Text 3 Jaya Jaya Shri Ketanaya Jaya Matayananda Jaya Veda Kandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrindha. Shri.